Welcome back to Everything As It Is podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Jackson. Hi guys, this is the first official episode of the podcast. The title of this podcast is Growing Up is Scary and Suffering is Inevitable. So I'm kind of going to be talking about my experiences with moving out recently, some mental health stuff, and what I've done to make my suffering less inevitable. So about a few weeks ago, um, I moved out to an apartment that is closer to my college. This was my first time moving out. I'm a sophomore in college, but... I lived at home my first year, so this was my first time living away from my parents, and you know, that's been pretty hard. Um, I'm really, really close with my parents. I feel like we have a really good relationship, so it was really hard for me to move out and be away from them. Um, Over the past couple weeks, I think it's been about three weeks since I moved out, it's been a lot better. Um, I still go see my parents like maybe once a week, but it's been a lot better. I had definitely a lot of struggles when I first started moving out um so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today so the first struggle um which I feel like is pretty uh common (laughs) and um cliche is money issues yay money money issues I am like pretty self-sufficient as far as like I have to pay like all my own rent and like groceries and like all my expenses stuff like that but yeah so when I first came out here money was like a really big stressor for me and I know it was for my roommates as well too and I'll probably do a roommate episode um sometime in the future but yeah we were all just pretty stressed about money obviously there's the cliche about being broke college students um but for a lot of people it's not a cliche it's their reality and I had this notion that I was gonna like (laughs) um you know, beat the stereotype, but it's looking like, it's looking like that's not going to happen for now. So just a little bit of background, right now my job, um, I do like some content creation on the side, but like my main source of income is supposed to be Medicare sales, Um, and right now there, so there's three different election periods, and right now is like the slowest election period, and then the good one is from October to December. So I'm kind of banking on those two months as um, supplying me with my yearly income, which is really nerve-wracking because, you know, to like bank that something's going to make you money for the rest of the year is really nerve-wracking. But I did kind of expect this, so I worked a lot over this summer um, as a lifeguard and I saved up a bunch of money. So that's really cool. But yeah, so that was a huge stressor for me when I first got here and I felt like I wasn't performing. And I had all these like idealistic notions that when I first moved here, I would be so productive. Like I'd be so involved in campus life because I live so close and I just felt like those things weren't really happening. So I was really, really upset. And I honestly like started to just like dread waking up in the morning. Yeah, so that definitely wasn't good. But I decided to take a little week break from work and that definitely helped. Um, I also decided that I was going to start building a healthy morning routine and I saw this thing on TikTok and it's called a morning menu. And so I started implementing that and I feel like it's been very, very helpful And I'll give you guys kind of an example of what I mean by morning menu. Basically, you write down, um, so I have four categories in mind. 
and in each category there's like a couple of different options and every morning i have to pick one option from each category so for example the activities in the first category are like drink a glass of water go outside for 15 minutes or like stretch or something i can't remember so i have to pick one of those then the next ones are like meditate read do gratitude journaling or something else i don't remember then the next one is like moving my body so like go for a run do yoga either clean my room or like go to the gym or something like that and then i have like a little fun one which is um like pick a fun outfit and do my makeup or like make a coffee for myself or something like that so it's like appetizer side entree dessert and you just get to pick one from each and it's kind of fun because it just kind of mixes it up and you're not in the same routine and also some of the activities are high energy while some of them are like more lower energy um so depending on how you're feeling that morning you can adjust your morning routine to that which is kind of nice so that's been really really helping me i really struggle with waking up early in the mornings like i really really struggle with it the first week i lived here i had a really really fucking uncomfortable bed um it was shaky it was cardboard it was terrible but i got a really comfortable mattress cover and so then i never wanted to leave bed after that and i was like dang i should take off this mattress cover because that first week i was like waking up at 6 30 i was like in my moment but after i got the mattress cover everything was ruined so the morning menu has definitely been helping me wake up earlier another thing that's really been helping me is um waking up with the sun so i'll like keep my blinds open at night so that way when the sun comes in in the morning kind of naturally wakes me up so that's kind of nice another thing i've been doing is reading before bed and not using my phone which is something i used to do a few months ago and that really really helps me like not looking at my phone screen before bed and then also i'm a very um how do i say this i'm very prone to hitting the snooze button um so i have been charging my phone across the room so that way i have to actually get out of my bed and turn off the alarm instead of just hitting snooze and setting like 15 alarms for that day there's a really good app this is not sponsored <laughs> there's a really good app called alarmy and basically it makes you do an activity before the alarm turns off like memory cards or you have to like shake your phone or take a picture of something like your sink that's in your routine um so i really have been using that and liking that too i haven't done this yet but i do want to incorporate it i've seen in some like morning routine like optimized morning routines that they'll put their phone across the room and then turn off their alarm whatever and then first thing they'll do is brush their teeth because it's something kind of mindless that gets them out of bed and helps their brain like turn on and start working again so I might try that. Obviously, like going to bed early is pretty key and um, waking up early because you want to make sure that you have a good amount of sleep. Yeah, I saw this thing um, in one of these YouTube videos I was watching. I can't remember the creator's name, but he basically was quoting a book, which I can't remember the name of the book either. Um, but he was quoting a book and it said that when we turn on snooze, that we're subconsciously telling our brain and body that we would rather be dead aka unconscious than like get up and live life and stuff like that and i was like wow 
that's crazy that like hit me pretty hard i guess because i was like whoa i guess it just like kind of put into perspective like why snoozing is like actually bad for you and not just like a bad habit it's like actually impactful in your life which of course that sounds really dramatic but like if you actually think about it i feel like it rings pretty true but yeah growing up is really scary um paying your own bills is pretty scary but there's also a lot of freedom that comes with it um you kind of have the ability to control your own finances which is like yeah scary but it's also really nice and you know I can kind of just like do whatever I want with my day and set it up the way I want to and there's not really anybody to like answer to I guess my parents were pretty lenient growing up I would say and I was like very respectful of their rules um or their expectations but it's just nice to kind of not have those and just kind of be able to explore the world in the way that I want to, if that makes sense, um, and not really have to run anything by anyone if I don't want to. So that was something I've been dealing with recently. The second half of this podcast is titled Suffering is Inevitable, and that is a very um, Buddhist ideology in Buddhism, one thing they talk about is suffering is inevitable, but you need to find peace in your suffering. And that's something that I've been working with recently to just try and find peace no matter where I'm at in my life and just kind of adapt to what's going on around me and be grateful no matter what the circumstances in my life are at that time. And obviously sometimes things still like make me upset and sad but I try and not let it ruminate for too long. Like, for example, the money thing, I, you know, just took a break. I was like, it's okay for me to not, it's okay for me to, like, take a break. And I had a really long and multiple, actually, conversation with my parents about this. I'm a person that believes that people should try and be self-aware and that they should reflect on their behaviors and take accountability for their actions. But I think sometimes the line between self-awareness and self-hatred is really, really, really thin. Um, and I think I walk that line quite often. Not really self-hatred, but either self-discontent or self-dislike, something like that. Um, because in my mind for example if i see someone with an undesirable characteristic per my perception let's say like let's say okay for example i would say i'm pretty active you know i go to the gym most days a week or i do yoga or i go and run stuff like that i'm i'm a pretty active person um and i'm and i'm glad about that but let's just say i was talking with someone who was complaining about like their fitness level but they weren't doing anything about it they weren't moving their body they weren't being physically active in my head even though this is very judgmental in my head I'm kind of like why are you complaining about it and not doing anything you should be harder on yourself <laughs> that's kind of what goes through my head um because I think like one of my most negative characteristics about myself is that I'm very judgmental of other people's decisions and also my own um which then leads to me thinking that people are judgmental of my decisions 
which then leads to me basing my decisions off other people's judgment, which isn't good. But nonetheless, I am pretty judgmental of people as far as like, if you want to make something happen in your life, you can't just sit there and complain about it. You have to hold yourself accountable and do it. And so I feel like sometimes when I'm unhappy with things in my life and I don't feel like I'm taking enough action, I get really judgmental of myself and really hard on myself. And that's something that I'm trying to work on because I realize now that you can't hate yourself into productivity. Well, I guess you can, but I don't think that that's the most beneficial way to be productive is to hate yourself into it or just like any other thing. Like you can't hate yourself into I mean, I guess you can. I was going to say you can't hate yourself into having a more aesthetically, aesthetic, like, physique or whatever, which you definitely can, and that is a way to achieve your goals, I guess, but just because you can doesn't mean you should, Um, and I feel like I've led a lot of my life with kind of self-judgment and mm, self-critique in order to achieve my goals and now I'm kind of working on still keeping that same self-discipline but being more compassionate with myself and being more compassionate of others um, who are also trying to reach certain goals because there's a lot of factors for why someone can't just like boss up (laughs) and you know have all the self-discipline, have David Goggins level self-discipline, who's going to carry the boats, like, and, like, achieve their goals, you know? So I think we need to not necessarily, like, let people be, because I, like I said, I still believe in holding yourself accountable, but I think that there's a way to hold yourself accountable without berating yourself constantly um, for it. And I was listening to Lex Friedman and Andrew Huberman was on his podcast, and they were talking about Number one, knowing yourself and really getting to know yourself and what you like, what you dislike, what your beliefs are, who you are. And then once you figure that out, knowing whether a characteristic that you have is just who you are and you have to accept it or whether you should change it. So kind of trying to draw that line between am I going to accept this about myself and this is just who I am or do I want to change this about myself? And that's something that I've really been focusing on recently is do I change this about myself because I really dislike it that much or do I try and accept it? Like one thing about me is I'm very talkative. I'm very loud (laughs) Um, in a lot of situations. and I'm very enthusiastic when I get into a conversation that I enjoy. Um. And one of the consequences of that is I end up interrupting people because I just get so excited. So the interrupting part is something that I want to work on, but my actual joy and enthusiasm and volume level of talking is something that I don't really want to change because I've always been like that and that's kind of who I am. And when I have tried to look at that and change that in the past, there's almost like this dissonance because it doesn't fit with who I am at all. Um, But for another example of something I do want to change... I, okay, you can literally, if you're watching this on video format, you can literally see my feet. I'm so sorry about that. Um, I am someone who hates small talk. I hate small talk. And I don't want to change the fact that I hate small talk because I do like having those deeper level and, in my opinion, more important conversations. But 
I need to recognize that you can't just jump straight into those. A lot of times you have to kind of start off with a basic friendly surface level rapport before you can get into those um, more important subjects. So I've really been trying to push myself out of my comfort zone and um, you know, even my classes, just sitting next to someone random, asking their name, being like, hey, how are you doing? What's your major? Blah, 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 all that silly jazz, but just really trying to push myself out of my comfort zone and do that. Because um, I think it is really important to push ourselves out of our comfort zone. Um, not so much that we're creating cognitive dissonance. By cognitive dissonance, jeez. Dis- by cognitive dissonance, I mean doing something that doesn't match up with like the base core level of who you are. And so it's creating like a very negative vibration um, in just your mind, your brain, your soul, whatever you want to call it. Um, and you can just like feel that it's not matching up with what you should be doing, if that makes sense. But I do think it's important to push ourselves out of our comfort zone and kind of experience the world in ways that we haven't before because honestly like doing new things trying new things is obviously really scary and weird sometimes but it should be because you don't have any experience or background knowledge for that so it's obviously going to be scary because you're kind of going into the unknown and that's really really scary but i think that um suffering is inevitable as we said um But I think that there are different types of suffering. I think there's suffering that we bring upon ourselves and there's suffering that is external to us that we can't control. Obviously, the suffering that's out of our control, because it's out of our control, we can't do anything about it. But the suffering that is in our control, I think that's an area to work on. Like, for example, um, I dated someone in the past that always had a problem with the authority at their place of work it was always just like oh so and so is saying this so and so is doing that blah 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 blah. you know what I'm saying like it just seemed like everywhere they went to work there was always a problem um but it was never their fault it was always the higher-ups and I've definitely had some pretty shitty managers in my day (laughs) so I know I know a bad manager when I when I uh see one But that, them being a terrible manager never inhibited me from working, if that makes sense. Like, I always did my stuff, no matter how, and my roles and responsibilities, no matter how bad of a manager they were. And I feel like this person would always just complain about, this manager did this, this manager did that. And in my head, I was like, are you sure that you're not doing anything to contribute to this suffering that you're having right now? Like, is anything that you're doing, can it be changed so that some of the suffering is alleviated? Not even placing faults, but is there anything that can be changed on my part? Either, you know, maybe my manager dislikes me because I come in late to work every day. All right, well, one thing to fix that is not to come in late to every, not to come in late to work every day. Or... You know, maybe I take things that my manager says too personally. Maybe I can try and separate the personality of my manager from the fact that they are my manager and under the employer contract that I'm in, they are quote-unquote above me as far as job roles. I mean, personally, I 
don't believe that any human is above any human no matter of their no matter their status and I act accordingly if you don't give me respect I'm not going to give you mutual respect so I definitely understand that but at some point if it's a problem every single time in every single situation and it's not just one person it's like every single time I feel like you have to look inside yourself and be like hmm (laughs) is there anything I could change in this situation you know um so I think that that's really important and in just in anything even dating it's like maybe my partner you know did something I didn't like is there anything to alleviate this suffering and maybe it's like something as severe as oh my partner cheated on me okay well one way to alleviate your suffering of betrayal and distrust is to break up with them (laughs) like obviously maybe yeah you want to like solve the problem but if you work on that trust and it just is not happening the only way to alleviate your suffering might have to be something like ending the relationship. So I guess it's just looking for ways that we're creating our own suffering and try and figure out how to alleviate it. Like, for example, I was just really upset every time I would wake up and I would have to be like, oh, I have to go to this job that I hate and I'm making no money at. To alleviate my suffering, I took a break and I also just started doing things with my morning that I enjoyed before I went into work. That way... My first thought when I woke up wasn't, oh, I have to go into a job I hate. It's, oh, I get to wake up, you know, go on a run, read my little book, do whatever for an hour and a half before I have to go to my job that I hate. (laughs) Um, But yeah, even the job that I hate thing, it's like maybe, I mean, I'm very aware that this is not a career for me. This is not at all, at all, at all what I want to be doing with my life. And it's just very much a time and place I'm using this as a means to make money to you know survive kind of thing but I could definitely try a little bit harder to reframe it um as far as my my hatred levels towards it and I think that that's really important too is like when a situation appears really negative how can you reframe this situation to work for you and not against you and how can you reframe it in a way that isn't necessarily positive but at least neutral but is going to contribute to making your life better in some way and I think that you can do that even with like some of the more brutal types of suffering that happen in your life for example I um my mom has MS and for those of you that don't know what MS is stands for multiple sclerosis and it is basically a neurodegenerative um disease and usually it's progressive um well there's two types but the type she has is progressive so for her her legs are affected and over time her walking ability gets worse and worse um so it's been something that's really negatively impacted our family but in order to reframe it positively I've done a lot of work and some of the more I guess positive things that have come from it are like for example I I don't I don't feel as though I take my family for granted especially my mom because I mean knock on wood I haven't really had any close family um have like I it because of the progressive and degenerative nature of the disease it's very 
how do I even explain this? It's very, it's just a constant reminder, I guess, of my family's mortality as well as my own mortality. And it's very sobering, I guess. And every time I'm with my family, I'm not taking that time for granted because of that. So I think that that's a positive that came out of that. Another one is like, because I had to help around the house so much when I was younger um, and help out my family, I feel like I've been pretty independent and self-sufficient because of that. And it's really, really shaped my personality. So that's like another positive. And also, obviously like the negatives far outweigh the benefits. I would never like wish that this would be the case, but I choose to find positives in any situation in order to alleviate my own suffering because obviously who wants to suffer especially not in a controlled way so trying to control the variables that I can in order to kind of make that better for myself but yeah another thing that has really been helping me is just like gratitude journaling which I can go more into on a different episode law of attraction gratitude etc etc um that's really been helping me reshape my narrative an outlook on life and um kind of making me aware of like the stuff I do have that I should be grateful for and that I am grateful for in my life as opposed to just focusing on on the negative because I really think it's all about perspective and everyone's gonna suffer in different ways like there's no one who has a perfect life obviously and I think the difference is is like Two people could have almost the same problems, but one person could deal with it very differently and have a completely different life. So I think that we can't control our suffering, but we can control how we perceive it. So this episode, I just kind of wanted to talk about stuff that I've been going through, things that have helped me with that. And I definitely want to figure out from the viewers what kind of episodes they want to see. I'm definitely going to have a lot of guests on here. I will have some individual episodes, but I really, really want to make sure that I'm getting guests on that are able to, you know, we're able to have a back and forth conversation because I definitely like back and forth conversations a lot more than just sitting here and (laughs) going on my own little soapbox monologue. So, but I definitely will share like some of the knowledge that I've learned about the self and the mind and just life in general with you guys um as the podcast goes on and as I kind of get more feedback from the viewers on what they want to see but yeah I just want to kind of give a little first episode kind of share my thoughts on suffering and how growing up is really really scary this was a very unplanned out episode I have like two sentences written down for what I wanted to say so the other ones will definitely be more planned but you know, this uh, podcast is called Everything As It Is, and that's what's been going on right now with me, and kind of the reason I wanted to do the podcast was because I wanted a place to share my thoughts and stuff like that, and hopefully just connect with other people who are going through some of the same things as me. So this was just a nice little introductory episode, and I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for listening.